Welcome back to Wifely Wisdom, guys. I'm so happy to be back. You know, it's just been so much great things going on. So, and I just, you know, I'm happy to be back with the word from God. This topic today is balance. It's all about balance. (laughs) It is all about balance. One of the you know, as women, sometimes we have so much on our plates. We have so much we're trying to do and we can forget to balance and we end up feeling overwhelmed in one area. We end up feeling um, not being able to enjoy something because something else is not being handled. And you know what? I just thank God that he is blessing us with a word about balance. So just, you know, remove any, you know, depression, any um, complaining, any feeling of condemnation, any feeling of um, just incompleteness and not finishing stuff, you know, that I know as for myself, that can be very frustrating. So I imagine I'm not the only person out there that does not like to feel like they did not finish a task or there's something that they have to do that is not going well. Alrighty. <laughs> first things first, before I get into it, I just want to say, um, just to go, you know, to, to speak a little, little, a little deeper about what I just said, well, actually it's a lot deeper, but we have to remember to give it to God. We have to remember to give our burdens to God and allow God to handle it for us. That really alleviates any feelings of, of, of unnecessary pressure. I'm not talking about the disobedience. <laughs> I'm not talking about, but I'm talking about the unnecessary pressure that may come when you are trying to do things in your own might. But yes, uh, so let's get started on balance. And um, if, oh, also, and if you haven't, please do me a favor, share, 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 share the message with others who you feel like it would be a blessing to. It'll be great. And also follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm like most active on, but Instagram at wifelywisdom1, at wifelywisdom1. All right. So <clears throat> one of the things about balance, as we've been speaking, we've been talking, you know, we've been having so many different topics. And so if you're anything like me, when God is giving you a word, you're trying to do it all. Um, One of the things we talk about a lot at Wifely Wisdom is praying. That is the, I mean, you can't, truthfully, you need to pray, right? But we have to have balance in that. Sometimes we can pray, 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 and then we're not doing any work. We have to learn when to pray, and when to do the work. When you finish praying, you need to go out and do the work. There is balance in that. You have to know when to pray. So, for example, say, for instance, you're praying to God about, you know, let's use our, um, let's say you're praying to God to, I don't know, say, for instance, you're somebody that's always, um, you, you, are somebody that wakes up late. So by the time, let's say you're a wife and you're a mom and everything. So by the time you get up everything, you're rushing, rushing, rushing. Right. And you know, that's not, it, that's not what you, you know, it doesn't make you feel good. You know, it's not of God. You know, that's not what God wants for you. And so you're praying, God, heal me, Lord, heal me from that spirit of, um, of procrastination. Heal me from that, that of always needing to seek that extra 10 minutes of worthless sleep. Because as we all know, when, once you start hitting the snooze button, you're not really sleeping. You're just laying there. I mean, once you're waking up, you know, that snooze button is just there to just mess you, mess you, mess you up. Right. <laughs> 
It's okay. <laughs> I understand. But it's not okay because we have to do better, guys. We really do. Um, but let's say you're praying to God and you're saying, God, please um, help me with, you know, you know, please help me, Lord. Fill, give me the capacity to do so, Lord. Give me the grace to get um, to, to get up, right? So after you're praying, what do you have to do now? You finish praying. What happens next? Do you go right back and start praying again and again? No, you have to do the work. Sometimes we pray and not do it. Then we pray again and don't do it. Then we pray again and don't do it. It's like we're, we're just sitting there like, okay, God. Just sitting there waiting for the for for God to just I don't know you know lift us up out the bed and, and catapult us up. But truthfully, you have to do the work. You have to trust that when you pray that God has given you an extra strength to go forth. So what does that mean by praying and do the work? Using the example that we just used, that means that when you've prayed and asked God, um, Father. Please help me get up to the, you know, give me, remove that spirit of procrastination. That means you're now about to do the work. That means after you have prayed, you know that when you lay your head to sleep, you have the alarm on and you call and you plead the blood of Jesus over your body and you command it to obey the word of the Lord. And that means that you are, when that alarm clock hits, because this may be your first time and remember discipline isn't. Um, it's not pleasant at the time, right? But at the proper time, you'll reap the harvest if you don't give up. So because you're used to that procrastination, it may not feel good because you're doing something different to wake up. But that means you push up and you break forth and you get up and you get yourself together and you have so that you have an ample amount of time to make sure that you're ready, looking all good. Your hu- your husband, he his stuff is laid out. Your children is get you getting your children together, and that when y'all go out, y'all are going out feeling refreshed you're feeling good and at peace because so what does that require that requires work from you that means you actually after you've prayed you actually now have to do the work of getting up and doing what um you've been praying to god for you get you get what i'm saying um so that's what it's about knowing when to pray and when to do the work there are times we can be believing god god i just you know god i really want um this apartment, right? God, I pray that you give me this apartment, Lord. You know, I, 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 I need this apartment. We have been living with our, 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 our parents and this is just God. We need this apartment, right? God, help us, help us, help us, right? What does that mean? That means after you have prayed that prayer, that means that y'all are speak yellow, y'all are looking, y'all are doing the work, y'all are looking up apartments, y'all are getting your, y'all are looking, praying, you're, you're praying to God, of course, you're setting your budget before God, and you're creating a budget right? That a savings plan that'll help you save the amount you need. If, if something is, you know, um, you're, you're praying to God for favor to get the apartment. You're asking God to, you're praying to God for favor to get the apartment. You're asking God to show you where to go, but then you're then going to the place. You're now applying. Y'all are taking time to apply. Um, you're doing the work. You may, um, not act, you know, instead of going out to eat that day, you know, you y'all usually go out, um, out to eat to the steakhouse you know you know you probably make your cooking food at home because you understand what you've been praying for and you're believing god for it okay after you pray you've done the work you i mean you do the work it's just it's it's, it's important um you know we think about where in james i believe james 122 don't quote me on that i should probably check that actually let me check that really quickly guys sorry yes oh i was right okay perfect <laughs> 
James chapter 1 verse 22, where it says, New King James Version, where it says, but be doers of the word, not hearers, only deceiving yourselves. So if you're praying to God and God is giving you instructions, do the word, do what he is saying, do the work. God is not... It makes no sense. It's a waste. It's almost like you're you're praying, you're praying, you're praying for breakthrough, but you're not doing the instruct. You're not doing what God is get uh, the instructions that God is giving you. It it it, make, it kind of just seems really I don't know redundant. It kind of feels weird, right? So we want to make sure there is balance in that. You want to pray to God, seek God, but you must do the work. Follow the instructions that God is giving you after you have prayed. Doesn't stop you from praying. Doesn't mean stop praying. It doesn't mean that. It means you still have to do the work. You still have to go forth and do the work. If you're saying, God, I really want my business to to pop off. I need this business to go forth. Are you doing? Are you seek? Are you doing the work? Are are you marketing? Are you look building your brand? Are you trying to? Are you targeting? You know, finding your target audience. Are you building up content? What are you? Are is your product? Are you finishing up your product? Are you testing your product? Are you doing the work? There is balance, and on the flip side, some of us do the work and don't pray, and trying to figure out why things are being attacked, why things aren't happening. You know what I'm saying? What's going on here? Some people be um some people have um they they maybe believe in God for um healing. Okay, let's say healing, right? Let's say they're de- dealing with something uh, uh some 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 type of ailment. Okay, they're doing the work. They're going to the doctor, right? They're going to the doctor. They they're looking they're 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 researching um uh different natural remedies to cure their healing, to cure their ailment, excuse me. They're doing all of that, but then nothing's happening because you're not praying. You know, we forget that God is our healer, Jehovah Rapha. He is our healer. He's the number one healer. He can stop. He has the the power is in God to stop your ailment right then and there. Why aren't you praying? Sometimes we can forget we do the work, but then forget to, to pray. <laughs> you know, it goes both ways. Balance. That's what it's about. Balance and really, truly wisdom, really wisdom and knowing and and catch this, y'all wisdom and knowing that you need to do both. You need to do the work and you need to pray. You need to pray and you need to do the work. You don't just go out and there's an ailment like, all right, I got this. And you research it and you not, you didn't one time get on your knees and say, God, heal. I pray that you will heal me from this. As if you believe that you can do it without God. Oh, no, we cannot. Remember, that is a a demon, (laughs) infirmity, sickness, that is a spirit. So who has the authority over that? Yes, you, but it's by the power of the Holy, it's through the power of the Holy Ghost that is within you. So you want to make sure you are reaching out to God to activate, to to, uh, welcome the Holy Spirit in you and for God to release his healing angels over you and to heal any, and and that you're speaking a thing that even as you're praying in the realms of the spirit, it is breaking and arresting any spirit of infirmity that will try to come against you. That is what I'm saying. It's about balance. Okay. (laughs) I love that balance. All right. Anyways, (laughs) also to know what season you're in. Now I want to read, you know, y'all know I don't play that. We're going to go to a Bible verse and this one is a little longer, but, and I'm, it's talking about a time and place for everything, right? There is a time and place for everything balance. So I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one through eight, very short, but it's important though. 
To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. So why is that so important? Because sometimes we don't do things in the seasons that we're in. Sometimes you know, when, you know, some, um, I remember being in my wilderness season, imagine in the wilderness season where God was pruning me and really healing me and breaking things off of me, right. And delivering me. And so everything wasn't, you know, I didn't have what I used to have. I didn't have this certain material things that I used to have. I didn't, you know, I was in such a place and I cannot wait to share my, my full length testimony with you guys at some point. But when I was in my wilderness season, I had to be aware of that. I asked God, I said, wait, God, what is happening? Now God clears they told me it was my wilderness season right so in that specific season it was certain things that I was supposed to be doing I was not I was there was a lot of fasting consecrating there was a lot of praying I was not worried about certain things but then when the season shifted and I was not I was now out of my wilderness season all of a sudden I felt the need to want to do things for myself like go shopping buy things um we me and my husband we wanted to celebrate we wanted to just enjoy each other that that is there was a because the time had changed when we when we talk balance is such a generalized word so but i it's important that i do talk about this because sometimes we operate in the wrong season sometimes we operate in a season that we're not in anymore or that we have yet to get to because in my season of wilderness it would have been crazy to be trying to go shopping and go on a shopping spree and to go you know just really just have a great time no that was a time of real hardcore praying Okay, real warfare, praying, real fasting, real consecrating, real seeking first the kingdom of God. That was a season, that season, that's what we were in at that moment. And so I pray that everybody receives the uh, um the discernment and the anointing to um really know what t- what season that they're in because what happens is is that you can see what other people are doing and it makes you be like and it can sometimes it can feel like we're being inspired and it makes you want to do it but that's not your season or you may feel like maybe I'm not doing enough, but that might not be your season. And so one of I want to read about because I I don't know if you ever heard about this, but it's called the Issachar anointing, and um it's in First Chronicles um chapter twelve verse thirty two. And it says, of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Right. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. So the Issachar anointing is basically the anointing to know, understand the timing, understand what time you're in, understand when to speak and when not to speak. Understand if this is your season to just laugh and enjoy life or if this is your season to 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 war. 
If this is your season to fast and to stay low, or if this is your season to shine bright and flex, you know what I'm saying? You have, I pray that each of us literally had the Istakar anointing drops on us because when you do that, it helps that balance out even further. You know, you may not be, it, it may not, it truly may not be your season for you and your husband to be going to, you know, um, to the islands right now on vacation. That may not be your season. Your season really may be saving. And so when that happens is you don't have to take on the extra work of, you know, adding on to trying to plan a vacation to um, the islands where y'all can have a staycation at home and really focus on saving. You know, this is, this is discerning the season that you're in it. Number one, it it removes the pressure. It removes any spirit. It it block, it literally blocks the spirit of jealousy from coming to you. Um, competitiveness, covetness, really coveting what other people have and what they're doing. And it keeps you in alignment with God. The one thing we always want to do is make sure that our focus, our soul focus is on God, that we are, we're not focusing on the other person got going on, but that we're focusing on what we have going on. Um, understanding the seasons is very important. Understanding, you know, what you're called to do is very important. You want to make sure that sometimes when you come and, and, and I understand because it can be a little hard to, sh- it could be, it could be a little, you know, difficult to shift into the new season that you're in, but that's why we have a loving father who helps us shift. Okay. And that's why we seek God. And I pray that you even, Study the Issachar anointing um, as much as you possibly can because it really does help us. And it's I-S-S-A-C, excuse me, I-S-S-A-C-H-A-R, Issachar, the Issachar anointing. You want to study that and, and people have wrote, written books on it. And I pray that you find the book that God has approved for you and that you so that you can get a true um, uh, understanding of what that means so that you can know what season you're in. You know, sometimes it's so, it's so difficult. You know, you may be around someone who is going through it. I mean, really I'm having a tough time. That doesn't mean you neglect them, but it also means that if it's your season to celebrate, you don't, you, you don't stop celebrating because of what they're dealing with. You understand? Or if somebody is going in a celebratory season, if they're in a season of, um, it really just relaxing, Right. That you don't, and you're in a season of fasting and consecrating and seeking God, you don't condemn them for that. And you also don't try to do what they're doing because that's not your season right now. Right now, God has called you to something much different. And so the balance is that you're in, in that whole situation is that now you're able to balance correctly because now in knowing what season you're in, you're able to balance according to your season. What does that mean? That means that if your season right now is, um, you may not be going out having, you know, a blast. You may not be traveling the world, but you're saving money. That means you're now balancing. Um, okay, we're going to balance. You, your balance is now within that. Um, how do I say that? Within the confinement, within the grace of the season that you're in. So what that means is that. When you're doing your balancing, you're making sure that you're seeking God, that God, you're praying to God correctly, like asking God, God, give me the grace to, um, you know, save God, show me the strategies for saving. Remember you're praying, you're, you're now you're doing the work of, of doing that. You're doing the work of that. You're not going like, Hey God, please, um, just please, please, please. I want to go to the islands. I want to go to the islands. And that's not the season you're in. 
right? So you're praying effectively because you know the the seasons that you're in. You're you're um doing the work. You're going forth. You're you're looking up different. You're researching different budgeting ideas. Um, you may God it may have pointed you to a great financial advisor. Um, you're you're looking up the goals that you know that you have for this particular saving. Maybe it's for a house. Maybe I don't know what you know whatever. And you're looking up different homes. You know that is how you do the. And so your balance is effective. It doesn't feel weird. And you're so you're so tunnel vision, meaning on God that you're not worried about the fact that this other person is really, you know, jet setting and, you know, doing their thing. And is and that's not to say that your timing won't come, but you might not be in that season if you get what I'm saying. Okay. Perfect. Okay. The next way of good balance is yes. Being a good steward, right, over what God has given you, meaning you're doing, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're you're um, taking care of what you're supposed to take care of, you're being obedient, but also making sure that you're enjoying the fruit that God has given you. There is a balance in it. Now, what do I mean by being a good steward, but making sure you are enjoying the fruit, right? So let's say you've been believing God for a place to stay, Okay. Let's say you have been praying. Now, what's a good steward? Someone who's praying and doing the work, right? So let's say you've been praying, God, praying for a place to stay. You've been doing the work. You have saved. You have budgeted. You have gotten your credit together. You have done it all. You have found a place. God has even met you where you were at, and it completely exceeded your expectations, and you have gotten into this place, right? What does that mean? Yes. Once you got into the place, you're still making sure you're working. You're doing what you have to do. You have a good, you know, amount of money saved. You may have, so you can, your rent is always paid. You know, there's food on the table. The, 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 the utilities are paid, so on and so forth. You're making sure you're taking care of that. You're thanking God. You're giving God the glory. You are, you are, um, making sure you working. Like you're not, if God did not say for you to take off that day, you are not taking off. You are being a good steward over that over that apartment you are cleaning up your apartment your apartment is spotless honey okay um smell good all of that right that is a good steward you are doing the work taking care of it doing everything that you're supposed to do but are you enjoying it so what does that mean have you taken time to decorate Put up nice wall art. Um, have you taken time to sit at the table at your table and just sit back and enjoy some tea out of your mug? Have you taken the time to um, take a shower? Have you taken the time to do something super cool that maybe if you know you were staying at your parents or you were staying with somebody else, you were not able to do? You know. Um, did you, you know, if mugs were only, if coffee mugs were only supposed to stay in this cabinet, did you do something super cool? Like put it in another cabinet, you know, like, or put it on the countertop or whatever the case is. Like, um, what is it that you have done to enjoy it? God wants us to enjoy the blessing too. Yes. We must be a good steward over what God has given us, but we must also learn to enjoy it. We have a father in heaven who actually likes us to enjoy the blessings he has given us. Actually enjoy it. Yes, it's there. God has blessed you with it. Are you enjoying it? Are you using it? Are you sitting on the couch? 
Sometimes you just gotta, when God is giving you a blessing, you, you sometimes you gotta sit and bask in it, whether it be a car, whether it be, um, you know, let's say God has um, blessed you to get in a hairstyle, somebody pay for it. Honey, are you taking selfies? Yes, we give God thanks. Yes, we are good stewards over. Yes, we're making sure our healthy is staying, our hair is staying healthy and lustrous. Are you taking pictures? Are you looking at your mirror and saying, God, I thank you for, for making my hair, for blessing me with, with this? God, are you are you doing a nice style with your hair? You understand what I'm saying? Be yes, be a good steward. Please, that is super important, okay? Important. All right. But you also want to make sure you are enjoying the fruit. God wants us to do that. Okay, very important. Um, what's another way of balance? Now, this um is very, very important. I don't always say that, but I really need to say that. And this is in concerns of submitting to your husband because I think this will clear any misconceptions up. Okay, balance. What do I mean by balance and concerns of marriage? Because we understand we submit to our husband, right? So you submit to your husband. Right now, what does does that mean that you are smoking weed because he wants you to? Are you engaging in different kinds of acts of sin because he wants you to uh, worshiping an idol because he wants you to? Um, are you lying because he wants you to? That is not submission. That's not true submission. OK, that is not what God wants. And what that does is that puts you in trouble with God. And I really this is so important because a lot of times, you know, women have gotten to a place where they are doing things they know good, full well, that they're not supposed to be doing. You know, for a fact, you should not be, um, your husband's telling you to lie that does, you know, for a fact, you're not supposed to be lying, but yet the enemy would have caused you to lie. But yet using your husband because you did not catch the full revelation of what it means to to truly submit. Because remember, above all else, we're submitted to God. So God's rule over overrules anything. And I mean anything in anyone. Because in fact, if your husband is asking you to do something that goes against the very principles of God, that goes against the very essence of God, that goes against the very will of God, what that means is that that is a devil using your husband and are you, and we're certainly not going to give room to give no place to the devil. So you should be praying for that, right? And sometimes we, and sometimes people can get caught up. Well, that's my husband. And maybe you could try to hide under that. But I wanted to talk about Acts chapter five, verses one to 10. I'm not going to read it fully, but it's basically about, um, this is during, um, when Peter, when they had caught, when basically when everybody was bringing everything to divide it amongst the apostles, because the apostles were going to teach. Right. And so they had every, they took all their possessions and laid it before the feet of the apostles so that the apostles can divvy it up to everybody so that everybody had what they needed to go forth out into the world to, to preach the news of Christ, to preach Christ. Right. So there was a man, um, his name was Ananias or whatever. And he basically, he, him, he basically, um, sold, sold his possessions, but kept a lot of, but kept a portion of it for himself. He only gave half of it. So he went before them and basically gave, gave them the, the, um, 
the the portion and they and Peter's like you're you're not lying to me you're lying why are you lying to the Holy Spirit and so Ananias died right there right so they called his wife out now they gave his wife a chance they just say oh why are you lying to the Holy Spirit and, and she died no what happened was they asked her they said hey uh was this you know basically asking her like um did you keep anything to yourself you know like did you did you sell the land for this amount and she's like yeah I did so she had the option to 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 be true to God to submit to God to choose God over her husband but she didn't and therefore she died right along with her husband what does that mean that means you're not exempt if you're if your husband is calling you to commit and engage in sin, you need to make a choice to say that's not it. When I say submit to your husband, I have used examples and concerns of like, say, for instance, you know, God is telling y'all to go move to, um, you know, Miami, but he wants to move to Minnesota. I specifically said you are praying to God, asking God to make, you know, shift it. But if it's not, if it's in God's will for y'all to go to Minnesota, then that means y'all will go right you want to make sure you are submitted to god but that is not moving miami versus minnesota is not sin i'm you're we're talking about when your husband some some of some of y'all seriously have husbands who have called y'all to do stuff that you know you have no business doing and then this is not to condemn you because mercy and grace is real and you have the power right now you have the the full-on gift of of salvation where you can go and repent right and turn from any wicked way turn from your wicked ways you can do that but some of y'all have to remember that it, you're not hiding because god will deal with you too yes your husband gets hit with judgment because of that but you god will deal with you too you don't do commit sin just because your husband wants you to appease him because you're not appeasing your husband you're appeasing you're appeasing a demon you're you're giving place to the devil so that is that is what I mean by balance and concerns of submission. You submit to your husband, but you before all else, you're submitted to God. That's the about you submit to God first, no matter what. See, God honors God loves when we submit to our husband and us submitting to our husband is thereby submitting to God. But you do know that if God that God would never tell you to be out here smoking weed. You do know God would never tell you to, to, uh, to, to engage in sin that, it, that, you know, to get engaged in sin because of your husband's request. Okay. That means that if your husband is saying, Hey, um, I want you to smoke weed, right? And you know, you have given your life to God. You do know that what that means is that the devil has tried is using your husband, try to coax you into, um, into foolishness. And so what that means, what you're doing, you're not only, not only are you saying no, but you're going before God and saying, God, I pray that you will, um, arrest, like, I pray that you will, I, that you arrest every demon that is trying to take over my husband's body, his soul, his mind. I pray that you will deliver his soul from evil. God, I pray you, that means at that point, you're not, you're not giving in. You're not going to, you're going to be bold in the things of God. So you're saying, no, I'm not smoking anything. I'm just not doing that. It doesn't mean that you yelling and screaming, right? But it just means I'm not doing that. And if he wants <laughs> And at that point, you know, you want to be in your prayer closet, going in, praying for your husband's salvation, asking God to heal him from any wickedness, because that is a spirit trying to coax you down the wrong path. Yes, that that is important. So I want to clear that up. Okay. 
submitting to your husband does not mean engaging in sin. That that is not what it means. If go back to the I think it's like literally the first um what episode? I think it's like the second real episode um that the second full length episode I mean um where we talked about submission i believe so and you want to really get it get that and, and what listen to this and then go right back to that to truly understand so you're not out here doing nonsense because your husband wants to to is a you know wants to hold on and is afraid of deliverance okay very important you want to be praying for your husband and you want to believe and you have to understand that god will not allow you to do something that is detestable and in in an abomination and any nonsense that that has nothing to you know that he that he does not that is not his plans for you that is not his will for you and you ha- and as women we have power and i suggest if you're in a situation like that that you begin to use it okay super important um yeah, super important. That's so it's such a serious tone with that one because I, I can't even I mean, really, there is so much marriages where there's so much going on. And a lot of the times the women didn't even want that, but they're trying to appease their man. And you're you you do have to answer for that. It's not, oh well, my husband wanted to know why did you do it? Just like in Acts, was it Acts four? The woman had the chance to to tell the truth. The woman had the chance to tell the truth and to repent. But instead, she stayed in that course of sin following her husband and it led her right to death. And if that is your situation, please stop. If you need prayer, please reach out. Email me, DM me, however you can, however. And let's pray about that because... It is the sal our salvation is the most important thing, and the last thing you want to do is risk it because of demons that are operating around and through your husband. Because what you need to be doing is seeking God and and asking God to deliver him from any spirit of evil that will try to use him to send you and your family to death. Amen. <laughs> so yes. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to go forth, but this is just, you know, and I know I mentioned, you know, if you, a lot of times as women, we have a, um, you know, when you, when you give your life to God, the, you know, and let's say your husband did not, right? Let's say you're, you out here being a bold Christian. He's out here being lukewarm. Or let's say you out here being a Christian. He's really just not ready to give his life to God. You have to understand that because he's not saved yet or because he's not healed and delivered yet from certain demons, certain generational demons, demons that have taunted him from childhood, maybe demons of his father, right? Um, what that means is that, you know, the enemy will try to use him. And so I encourage every woman who is at the sound of my voice to really listen and heed these words. Be bold in the Lord. Do not be timid. See, um, there's a verse that says, um, you know, the husbands will be won over by the conduct of their wives, even if they're not being obedient. So yes, you obey your husbands, but please remember to always put God first. Make sure it always lines up with the principles of God, okay? Make sure it always does. That is one of the, I mean, you cannot, 
as as women, it is our we are helpmeets. So what does that mean? That means that we are helping our husbands to the, to reach their fullest potential by the grace of God. So if you're not helping him, you you're if you um engaging in 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 sin because he wants you to do so, that is not helping him. That is hindering him. You're not you're now neglecting your title as a helpmeet as his wife. And um I encourage you to seek help. If you can if, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to me, seek a pastor, um uh, somebody I pray that God will send you wise counsel, great mentorship that that will help you if you find yourself entangled in any kind of nonsense. Okay, now. Now that we've cleared that up, I want to go to the next balance. As why this is wifely wisdom, right? So balance as a wife, okay? When you are a wife, and I'm talking now, everybody has different titles, but you know, I'm gonna just speak out. Let me give it a, one one general common one common roles of a wife, right? Let's say you need to you need to know how to balance being a wife, a mother, okay, a servant, meaning a servant of God, doing what his his he called you to do upon this earth, a businesswoman, a friend, a daughter, right? Um, a generational curse breaker, a cousin, a confidant. Um, you know what I'm saying? You have to know how to balance all of that. And in t- on top of that, so what does, you know, balance all of that, meaning as a wife, you know, you need to be praying for your husband. You need to be helping him. Remember, I just spoke about help me. You need to be helping make sure he's meeting his full potential. As a mother, you need to be covering your children, raising them right, teaching them up, making sure you're keeping an eye on them, making sure that you know that um not, that making sure that you're praying for them with all diligence, making sure that they're eating properly, making sure that they have all their vitamins, making sure that they didn't outgrow any clothes, did they brush their teeth, did they wash their face, making sure that they are they are doing what you are instilling in them. You want to make sure as a servant of God, are you fulfilling your purpose? What office are you called in? Are you doing the ministry God has given you? Um, as a businesswoman, are you diligent in your work? Right? Are you a Proverbs thirty one woman? Right? Are you making sure that before your eyes go to sleep, this this um, contract is completed. That your clients are satisfied. You're making as a friend, you know that your friends can come to you, and that you're praying for, and you're you're praying for your friends, and that they can come to you and and speak to you, and you give them sound advice from the only from the Lord. As a daughter, you making sure your parents are okay. You know you're checking on them, making sure that they're good. Like this is just a generational curse breaker. You know, as women, we have so many titles, but it's okay. It's easy to be overwhelmed, but do not be overwhelmed. God never called us to be overwhelmed, right? Because here's the kicker. When God gives us a title, there is a grace and capacity that come a capacity to handle it and the grace of God that comes with it. So that means that once you're a wife, let's say you're nothing but a wife, right? Okay, but you let's say you're nothing but a wife. You have the grace and the capacity to do all that God has called you to do for your husband. And let's say you're married now. So y'all are married. And let's say you get pregnant and have a child. Have a child. Okay? That means you have not had added grace and your capacity is, in, is, is increased ever more so. And so you have the capacity to do even more. And now, you know, you're in, you're in church. Now God has actually called you and shown you your purpose, what he wants you to do. What does that mean? It increases evermore. That means nothing is stopped. That means you're just getting increased and stretched. It's a stretching going on. No need to be overwhelmed. 
Because remember, we were never meant to do this in our own might. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We literally, every day, you want to like, hey, God, I cannot do this without you. God, give me the grace. Give me the capacity. Stretch me, oh, Lord. Give me the oil. Give me all that I need. Fill me with your virtue. God, I'm pulling on your hem of your garment, God, for the virtue to go forth and do this day. Yes, you have, God has given you the capacity to do all that he has called you to do. So trust me when I say you will be just fine. It is so important to remember this. And what are now, okay, I can see, you can be like, well, Portia, you know, you've said, you know, we can do it, but how, what, show me how, because I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling like, you know, my marriage isn't going well. My children, they, I, I feel mom guilt, um, my business. I feel like I, I'm sleepy. What's the way we can do this for me? Spending time with God first. That is my advice. You seek God about it, but my advice is spending time with God first. Before all else, taking time between you and God, allowing God to pour into you. Before, Because as women, it's almost as if the minute, and especially as wives, it's almost as if the minute we, <laughs> everybody wakes up, you are pouring out, whether you know it or not. So that it's like your body is like, think of your body as a, a gas, like, like a oil, what is it? Um, gas tank, right? Like you're a car and your gas is your gas tank. The minute you're the minute people wake up, you're driving now, right? So you're pouring out. The oil is coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. And so a lot of the times we don't get poured back in. We forget to go to the gas station. We forget to go to our source, who is our Abba Father, our Heavenly Father God. We forget to do that. So we have to remind ourselves. Spend time with God, however that is. If that means that you're singing and praising God, thanking God, praying to God, reading your word, doing something to, to however long time that you have to spend time with God first. What that may mean for you, that may mean you might want to, whether, that, whether you do it in the beginning of the day or at the end, I always recommend the beginning, but you know, that's between you and God. But what that means is that you need to have carved out and early, you need to wake up earlier. That's just the bottom line. So that means that if you know your children and your husband and whoever else is going to be called waking up by <laughs> and you got to be out the house and they wait. Let's say you got to be out the house. You're going to work. You got to be out the house by 8 a.m. And so, you know, you're, you're by, by 6 a.m. Everybody's waking up. That means that you have got at this point, at the very least, you need to be up by 5 a.m. or 530 to spend time with God, to to, to, to seek, to take time, to just allow God to pour into you and just commune with God, speak with God, seek God, thank God, repent, um, uh, seek God for strategies, ask God, just give God the glory, um, just allow God to rest, just to rest in God's presence, allow presence, allow God to love on you so that your gas tank, right, can be filled so that by the time everybody, every, by the time everyone wakes up, you're not over you're not overexerted right and and now because you have literally surrendered it all to god you now know how to do everything right to the capacity god wants you to do that day so what means is that you would and and to be honest you may feel a, a, a wonderful feeling of fulfillment because that particular day after you have spent time with god first you may have realized that 
um, you know, the children actually did really well in school today, or if they're homeschooled, that they, um, they're doing their job, they're, they're behaving, your husband is, you know, he, you're able to help him whatever he needs help with, you found yourself, um, knocking off things off of that forever to-do list, okay, you're, you're, you're taking care of clothes, you're running errands, um, your business is going really well, you've actually, you know, you, 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 um, did a lot of stuff to, to, to push it forth, you know, you, you, um, your, your house is cleaned, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you, you've spoken to your parents, um, you checked in on them, you've spoken to your friends, and, and they were going through something, you were able to pray with them and not feel overexerted, not feel overwhelmed, right? And I feel like it took too much out of you. You know, you're able to do, it's a fulfillment because you're giving it to God first. You're acknowledging God's presence. You're acknowledging you cannot do it without God. You're acknowledging that, um, you need God and you're asking God to, to, to you're, and, and you're so fully dependent upon God. You're like, listen, God set the schedule before me that even that I, I that, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just moving and it's just flowing. Keep your angels around me to set barriers so that I don't spend too much. I don't, um, end something prematurely. I don't spend too much time in one area that you just shift me where I need to shift. God, just God, just move me, please Lord. In Jesus name, you know, you're able to do that. And I'm telling you, it will, you will feel the, the grace that God has already given you will be activated and you're really pulling on the grace of God, the grace that he's already given you. And you're seeking God for even more grace and God is going to keep giving it to you. And so that is, that is how you do balance as far as just being a whole entire woman, <laughs> because we be having a lot to do. Okay. We do. We have a lot to do, but it's okay. We don't do it by our own strength. We do it by the grace of God. And so this was it. Like, you know, this wasn't, I don't think this was too long today, but I do believe it was needed. I'm glad we touched the bases, the points, um, that we touched, you know, really, I, I'm so glad because, um, at, we, 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 sometimes we get so caught up in one thing that we forget that there's other things that's needed. You know, we get so caught up in doing, um, you know, that, that super important 50%, but not knowing there's the other half of things that are required. And so we can, we end up feeling this like unfulfilled, um, condemnation will try to come making us feel really guilty or bad about not doing something. And, you know, all we need is balance. All we need is, and, and it's not, and, and balance as such is a cool word, but truthfully, we just need the understanding, right? And the revelation of, of how to get it done, of how to, to do it. And I, and I believe that we, um, that we hit uh, any, every topic. Well, maybe not every topic, but really important ones, you know, when to pray, when to do the work, what season you're in to help you balance the, in that season correctly. Um, being a good student over what God's given you and actually enjoying what God has given you. Um, submitting correctly, in your marriage, right? Um, being the balance of and, and of being able to do all that God has called us to do in every way. When this powerful woman of God, um, she, um, she said, 
sometimes people struggle with identity. First things first, just focus on your titles. Well, I don't know, God, what is my purpose in life? Well, first of all, are you a, okay? Well, hold on. Do you have parents? Okay, so you are a daughter. You're first of all, you're a child of God before all all else. You have parents. All right, so you're a daughter. Are you? You're married. Oh, okay, so you're a wife. <laughs> you're you have children. Oh, okay, so you're a mom. Um, you know what I'm saying? So in in and you'll and even as you go forth, God, you'll continue to seek God about your full identity. And but it's so important that we focus on the roles that God has given us so that we're doing so that it's completed and that we we feel that we feel the fulfillment of knowing that God is pleased with us. It does not mean we're we're working out of a, a space of, of slaveship, which I will talk about at another time. But it means that we understand that we're doing it all by through Christ who strengthens us and by the power of his, you know, of his might through the Holy Spirit. It means that. And when you, when you do it, you don't, you don't, you're not at the end of the day, even though you may feel tired, you may feel, oh, I got to go to sleep, but you don't feel overwhelmed. You don't feel anxiety. You don't feel, um, tension, nervous. You don't feel depression. You actually feel excitement. You may be tired, but I bet you, you, you happy, you happy and tired. Okay. So, um, yeah. I just, uh, hold on. Yeah, I think I touched everything. Let's see. So, yeah, I want to pray for everybody. Um, oh, and also, don't forget to, if you can, research about the Issachar anointing. Um, I-S-S-A-C-H-A-R. Very important to know what time you're in, the, the, the timing, that the season that you're in, so that you can fully operate just to the fullest, the fullest that God wants you to in that season. There is purpose and there's contentment in that. So, um, Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Lord, for um, for this message. God, I thank you, Father, God, for using me, God, um, to, as your mouthpiece to speak this message. God, I plead the blood of Jesus over it, God. I thank you for your, for, your, for confirming every word, God, and for sending your angels that, that are assigned to every person at the sound of my voice to go forth and help. Um, them help us God do what you've called us to do I thank you God that you ha- you will not give us anything we cannot handle so I thank you God for enlarging our capacity strengthening us girding us Father God with your strength God so that we can go forth God I thank you Lord for giving us revelation where we may have um, been disobedient in certain areas where we have not enjoyed the fruit that you have given us where we have done things that was not that was detestable to your sight I ask for forgiveness Abba Father and I pray God for mercy in the name of Jesus. God, I receive your forgiveness and faith and I pray hallelujah, God. I pray Father God that you will deliver us from all evil. You said your people perish from a lack of knowledge, so may the knowledge that you have given us, let it be instilled and rooted in us and let no demon be able to um, take it out, God. I pray that you make us fertile ground, that the seed that you have planted God, that it will produce a, a blessed harvest, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. I thank you for the wonderful testimonies and I pray that your angels will go forth and um and go forth and in each of our lives so that we will be in the correct season doing what you have called us to do in the fullest capacity you want us to do it in the name of Jesus we renounce we we renounce independence and we announce 
full dependence upon you, Holy Spirit. We say we need that we welcome the Holy Spirit into our lives, into our prayers, into our everyday journey. And we thank you, Holy Ghost, for leading us. Let us all only be led by the Holy Spirit. We break at every demonic influence. We cancel every spirit guide. And I decree that everybody at the sound of my voice must only be led by God, by the Holy Ghost, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, we thank you for your mercy and for your grace. We call on you for a specific grace, God. Sure mercies, God. Mercies, God, that that'll help us go forth, God. Where there are loopholes, God. Where there are dysfunctions. May the blood of Jesus cover it, God. I plead the blood of Jesus over every over everybody at the sound of my voice including ourselves over our family in the name of jesus god and i thank you god that even as they hear this word let it um break off what it needs to break off let it confirm what it needs to confirm let it convict whom it needs to convict father i pray that there'll be a supernatural turnaround and i pray that every demonic door that was open before this word let it be closed in the mighty name of jesus god but god what you have closed no man can open hallelujah god in the name of jesus i still just pray with the blood of Jesus that and I cancel every demonic assignment against this prayer that greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world and I break every demonic chain that no one will feel the backlash and retaliation of even listening to this um, podcast episode of even going forth and doing your will Lord that they are covered it with and they're under the law of grace hallelujah I thank you for breaking all accusations in the name of Jesus and once again I seal this prayer with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus amen Amen, guys. Um, so yes, this was I just felt real peaceful. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just felt real peaceful. And I'm just really excited about that. Truly, I am. Um, truly I am. Hold on. Hold on. I want so yes, so um, if there is anybody, once again, I always do this because it's super important. If you have not given your life to God. I ask you, I humbly ask that you confess before God and that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, it is the, you know, it is one of the best things you can, you can do. Um, and I want, and if you have not, and you want to dedicate your life or just rededicate your life, um, I want you to just repeat after me, and my prayer is that after this is done, that you find that God gives you um, a church after His own heart, um, that He um, uh, over that literally that on your path He places the people who will lead you, who will help shepherd you um, onto the. To, to God, to salvation, um, through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. So I just want anyone who did not, who has not, um, received salvation to just repeat after me, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I confess my complete helplessness to forgive my own sin or to work my way to heaven. At this moment, I trust Christ alone as the one who bore my sin when he died on the cross. I believe that he did all that will ever be necessary for me to stand in your holy presence. I thank you that Christ was raised from the dead as a guarantee of my own resurrection. As best as I can, I now transfer my trust to him. I am grateful that he has promised to receive me Despite my many sins and failures. 
Father, I take you at your word. I thank you that I can face death now that you are my savior. Thank you for the assurance that you will walk with me through the deep valley. I now accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and believe that he rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Amen. Amen. So that's it. Once again, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, email me at wifelywisdom1, the number one, at gmail.com. Hit me on Instagram. Tell me what your thoughts are. If you know this will be a blessing to someone, share, share, share. All right, guys, I will see y'all soon. I love y'all in real life. Bye.